Hello, and welcome to Power Over Postpartum. Um, Last episode, I shared um, my heart about what I wanted this podcast to be, and just gave you a little insight um, into where I am, where I have been, and um, yeah, so I just wanted to take a few moments and share my story with you. So, um, I know we all experience different things. We're all in different places in our lives and, um, there are different contributing factors that play into, um, you know, just our, our mental state and our emotional state. And I fully believe that my position at the time, um, really played into um, my struggle with postpartum depression. So, um, just to give you a little background, um, I had recently moved to Houston, Texas with my husband. He had been transferred for work, and um, we just planned on living it up while we were down there. (laughs) Um, We were only there for a couple months, I don't even think we had fully moved down there yet. And um and I found out I was pregnant August 1st. And we were so 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 excited. We always wanted a family. We wanted a big family. And we just we were so excited. Um went to the doctors for my first checkup. And was feeling great. And then it was like the next day I felt like I was hit by a bus. (laughs) I was super sick. um, And I mean like not just like a little bit nauseous. Um, I ended up losing 10, 15 pounds in um, the beginning. And by beginning, I mean until probably like halfway through is when I finally started gaining weight and being able to eat again. Um, I was not expecting that. Um, I I kind of knew, you know, like I had heard, you know, morning sickness, but I was not aware that you could actually vomit all day every day <laughs> and not be able to ride in a car um, without getting sick. So, yeah, that was real. That was really hard for me. Um, I just felt so run down, and um, just constantly sick. And I was also working full time, in, in a new city. And my husband traveled for work, so sometimes he would be home, sometimes he wouldn't. So um, let's see. Once I started feeling better. Um, I just, you know, I really felt like I could embrace the pregnancy. Um, we would often, every every few months, really, we would come up to Pittsburgh. Excuse me. Sorry, I'm sitting here with my with my newest addition, and we're snuggling here, and we didn't sleep very well last night. <laughs> so. Anyways, so yeah, uh, we were really excited, and we had a gender reveal with our family, um, and 
actually right before, right whenever we were having our gender reveal, uh, when we went in for that sonogram, my doctor called me right before we were coming back um, to Pittsburgh to have for the gender reveal and told me that um, there were some abnormal, um, some abnormal uh, reports from the scan that they had done. And of course that added to stress and um, we were thinking, oh my gosh, we just planned this big party with all our family, what, like, we have no idea what's going to happen because we weren't scheduled to see, um, a doctor and investigate further, do a more, um, in-depth screen until we came back to Houston. So we just tried to be as positive as possible and, um, optimistic and just, prayed and believed that everything was everything was going to be okay with our daughter so at that time we did not know we were having a daughter so we come home we have this party we find out we're having a little girl we're all excited then we go back to Houston and um I was still I was still sick at this time I wasn't as sick but I was still I was still pretty sick my doctor had me on um Zofran I would take that constantly. <laughs> um, yeah, so we get back to Houston. We start to feel a little better. We end up moving because um, we had, when we moved there, we had moved into, um, we moved into the city because we wanted to live it up, right? <laughs> so... Yeah, now that we know we have a baby on the way, we change courses and get a house. Um, we start renting a house in the, what I guess you would call the suburbs of Houston. So, yeah, we move in. It's a great time. Um, we're just getting excited. We had our shower. Um, we, we decorated. We had everything you could ever imagine for our baby. We... We were just, had this vision in our heads of what our life was going to be like. <laughs> and anyone who's been there knows, you know, you cannot prepare. You cannot prepare for a baby entering your life um, and becoming a parent for the first time. Or the second time or the third time. It's it's all different. So, um, yeah. We we move, um, and then I'm trying to think when we moved. I think we moved in October, maybe. Yeah. And then, I'm so sorry for my yawning, guys. <clears throat> um, so, I don't think there was anything else major that happened during that time. We just were really excited and and anxious to meet our sweet little baby girl. And I went to the doctors um, a couple days before my due date. It was my last appointment. And um, I was <laughs> I was giving my urine sample. And my water broke in the doctor's office. Like in the bathroom. Um, that's an interesting story for another day. 
I'll share with you guys later because it's pretty, pretty funny. But um, yeah, long story short, I was in labor and they sent me right over to the hospital. I didn't even have my bag because I was like, eh, there's no way my baby's going to be early. And it wasn't even early. It was only a couple days, but I was just going in for my doctor's appointment, my weekly checkup. So we get over to the hospital and they're checking me out and um, it's all kind of a blur. So bear with me with what I what I divulge <laughs> and I'm sure more will come back to me as I continue to speak about it. So um, I'll interject as, as I go along. Um, so yeah, we get to the hospital, they get us right in. Um, I have my, my gown on, everything, they're checking me, they're checking our stats, and next thing I know, a ton of doctors come flooding in the room, and I had never had a baby before, so I just thought, oh, these are students, and they're being trained, so whatever, <laughs> they can, you know, check out whatever they need to check out, because the doctor's and the nurses were not saying anything at this point. Um, after all those doctors left, the nurse said, she said, if if I come back and say we're going, that means we're going. And I said, going where? We're, we're here. I'm already in the bed. I already have the gown on. You already have an IV in me. <laughs> and she said, we're going to have a C-section. Um... And I just, like, I don't even know. I think I blacked out. I'm pretty sure that that's what happened to me. Because I had such an adrenaline rush. And um, I just didn't know. My parents weren't there. My parents were on. My husband had called them when we were at the doctor's. And they told me that I was in labor. So my parents were going to fly down. They were already on their way to the airport. But by the time they were taking me back for my emergency C-section, my parents weren't even, um, weren't even on the flight. I called them and just said, we were going right now. They told me we're having an emergency C-section and we didn't know what was going on. So we go back, have the C-section. They put the, they put my daughter right in front of my face for about three seconds all I said was, she's beautiful, and they took her away. And I didn't see her until, I want to say, 2 a.m. She was born at 4, 4.43 p.m. And I didn't see her until 2 a.m. And that was only because I threw a fit because they weren't letting me see her. They were trying to give me, um, you know, they were trying to say, you just had major surgery, you're not going anywhere. But, um... I fought, <laughs> I fought to see her, and so we went back, um, she was in the NICU, it turned out that she was born anemic, and um, she had meconium, and she had um, fluid in her lungs, so all of this was unforeseen, we had no idea, we had no idea that any of this was going to be part of our journey, uh, was not the way that it looked in our minds <laughs> and in our dreams and what we um, what we had thought that we were going to be walking into. 
So, um, that was really, that was really hard. Um, you know, and at that time, those of you that have been in that place, you're just in survival mode. All you can think of is, you know, what do I need to do next? What is my next move? Um, just, just keep moving. And you don't, you don't realize it while you're in it. You're just in that, in that mode. And, um, I would, I would pump and send my, I had little tiny syringes. I actually just found them the other day. Um, I had little tiny syringes that they would fill with my breast milk and feed my daughter in the NICU. And every single time I would get them, I would have my husband wheel me down and we would, we would drop them off to deliver them to her. So, um, I think it was two days, two days before we were able to hold her. Um, she was, you know, hooked up to a bunch of stuff and she had IVs all over her and tubes and, um, I just, just remember looking at her thinking like, what the heck just happened? (laughs) This is not what was supposed to happen. Um, and even as I'm talking about it, it's just, it's all coming back to me. It's taking me to that place. Um, and it's just, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot for a mother. Um, whoa, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> you know, this was so many, so many years ago, <clears throat> but it's still so real. And, um. Do we ever really, do we ever really, um, let those memories go, you know? And I would say no. (laughs) I would say no. We definitely don't. They, they gave me a new appreciation and, um, a new outlook. And they just really, really shaped, really, really shaped who I am today. Um, wow. I'm so sorry. (laughs) You guys are probably listening to this thinking, this is a stinking podcast. This woman's lost it. (laughs) But I said I was going to be vulnerable. I said I was going to be transparent and I wasn't going to hold back. So here I am. (laughs) Oh, Okay, so, yeah, so my daughter was in the NICU, we would take them, you know, we would take anything to her that we would have, and that I would be able to produce, take it to her, drop it off, um, about two days, I think it was two days, might have even been three, that, um, that we were able to finally hold her for the first time, so when we went home, you know, we thought, oh, everything is, you know, she's great. She's healthy. She had blood transfusions in the hospital. And um, she was great. She was great. So we got home and that's when um, things started to just really, really change and really um, get really, really hard for me. 
I, um, I don't really know at what point it started. I really don't. Um, all I really remember is that, um, I couldn't sleep without knowing that someone was awake holding her constantly. And, um, if, you know, my husband didn't understand, of course he didn't, you know, he, I wasn't, I wasn't speaking and telling him how I was feeling and what I was going through, because I don't think that I really knew what I was going through. Um, I had heard of baby blues and that I would be emotional and I, that was definitely, (laughs) that was definitely part of it. I cried a lot. Um, but the anxiety was like insane, absolutely insane. Um, my daughter slept in a pack and play, like a bassinet that hooked into it right next to our bed. And every time she would even like sniffle, I would wake up and I would check her and make sure that she was alive. Um, I was just like, I just couldn't shower. I couldn't do anything unless I knew somebody had her and they were watching over her. Um, so I didn't sleep. And when you lose sleep, while we all know, you know, we're all mothers, everyone, I'm believing that everyone listening to this is mother. (laughs) Um, and if not, you know, you just, you, you just cannot prepare yourself. You can't prepare yourself for the lack of sleep. And, um, when you put anxiety on top of that, it's just, it's a really, really, really dangerous, dangerous place to be. So, um, yeah, so I wasn't sleeping and I was, I was losing it. I was absolutely losing my mind. I would, um, think about leaving my husband. I would think about harming myself, harming my daughter, um, I would just lay awake and cry by myself. I would just go in a room and just cry and just not know what to do. I was fear-ridden. I was anxiety. Like, I was just a total disaster. And it wasn't until... I'm trying to think exactly when it was um, that I finally told somebody how I was feeling. Um actually told my best friend and we had it was we were home for a visit we were home in Pittsburgh for a visit and um we were sitting on the couch and she was just holding my daughter and just talking you know like she's so beautiful she's everything and I was just like I just broke and told her how miserable I was and I was not okay and you know it just I I don't know what it was in that moment. I believe it was the grace of God because the more that um I've gone on this journey and the more I've learned is that once you open your mouth and once you voice how you're feeling and what you're going through you allow truth to be spoken into you. You know, your family and your friends they love you and they want to see you healthy and they want to see your family healthy. And, um, as hard as that was, and 
is like, you know, there's so much guilt and shame and embarrassment around postpartum depression and um, really just motherhood in general. And it's, it's just, it's time for it to end. (laughs) It's time for it to end. We have to be able to speak. We have to be able to share. We have to be able to cry with each other and laugh with each other and be there for each other, you know? We're not, this isn't a comparison game um, where, you know, we just judge each other and criticize each other and we need to be there for each other. We're raising children. You know, everyone says about <clears throat> people raising terrible kids, you know, um, but people don't get terrible on their own. I hate to break it to you. <laughs> I hate to break that to you, um, but they're shaped, their lives, their lives shape them and a healthy, an unhealthy mother is not going to shape a healthy child. And if we aren't speaking up and we aren't sharing and we aren't bringing these lies to the light and allowing our friends and our family and the people that love us the most to be there and come beside us and cheer us on and just love on us and um real and be there for our children like we're failing them then you know um we have to be able you know a lot of people I I was one that I always thought that my tears were a sign of weakness and I was just not an emotional person and when this happened to me it broke something in me broke a lot of things in me, but I just, I could not help but feel emotions and just, um, just, I cried all the time, you know, and, and I learned though that speaking up and that saying how I was feeling and just, um, just sharing my heart and sharing my journey, how actually like that made me, that took so much strength. That took so much strength. And I cannot tell you how many people I have spoken to since that, that whole season of my life that, um, when I start to open up, they start to open up and, and it just brings like this crazy healing and this understanding and this knowing And it's just like, it just sets you free. It really does. You know, you can let go of that, that embarrassment and that shame and know that you're not alone. You know, motherhood is hard. It's not easy. (laughs) Yes, it is. It's fun and it is worth it. And I love my children. I absolutely love my children. Every single one of them. I could have easily just been like, you know what, I'm not having any more kids, I'm not doing this again, I'm just going to live in this fear and in this anxiety, and know that um, it's just never going to get better, and I'm just not cut out for motherhood, but I spoke up, I spoke up, I shared with my friends and my family how I was feeling and what I was going through, and they just, you know, made me realize that that was a lie, I'm a mother, I'm a damn good mother, (laughs) 
And, you know, I'm going to raise great kids. Yeah, there's going to be days that are going to be really stinking hard. (laughs) But that's life. That's life. And that's, and we learn, we learn so much. And my kids have taught me more than any college degree that I've earned, (laughs) any life experience that I've had. Um, and just, I'm just so, so, so thankful for them. And, um, yeah, I think, I think that's probably where I'm going to end it for today. Um, I just really wanted to share with you guys, um, a little bit about my story. There's way more I could share. There's way more stories. There's way more, um, moments, you know, we all have those moments, (laughs) And I'll be sharing them. I'll be sharing them with you as as I feel led to do so. Um, I would absolutely love to hear from you. Um, I have a, there's a Facebook page um, called Power Over Postpartum. Find it. Find me. Uh, reach out to me. Send me a DM if you're not comfortable just posting on there. I want to hear from you. I want to hear your story. I want your story to be heard. And yeah, I look forward to I look forward to um hearing from you and getting to know you and and loving on you. So I hope that everyone is having a wonderful day. <laughs>